If saving more and spending less is one of your top goals for 2023, why are you still paying insane amounts of money every month for your phone bill? Right now, when you switch to Mint Mobile, you'll get their unlimited plan for 50% off. As the first company to sell premium wireless service online only, Mint Mobile lets you order from home and save a ton with phone plans starting at just $15 a month. All plans come with unlimited talk and text, plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash save. That's mintmobile.com slash save. Hurry. Offer ends January 15th. You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. ABC Tonight. Special Agent Will Trent. Judge Bureau Investigation. I told him I'd bring my best. Will sees things that no one else does. Based on the New York Times bestselling series. But why Will Trent? He's good police. And he's objectively hot. See crime. Put out an Amber Alert. There's a kidnapping. Through his eyes. He read that crime scene like it was a book. Ramon Rodriguez is. I'm a pretty observant guy. Will Trent. Series premiere tonight, tonight central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Hey, and welcome to Fan Theory Queries, where we analyze fan theories from all over the internet, but mostly Reddit. I'm Laura. I'm Michael. And I'm Spencer. And I get to bring our theory for today. And this one is kind of crazy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's... (laughs) Very long. So if you're a listener who has never done this before, I invite you to try the feature of speeding me up as I talk. (laughs) You can speed me up to Hmm. 1.2 speed. You can speed me up to 1.5 speed. I think it would be hard to understand me at two times speed, but just a heads up. This is going to be a little lengthy. But totally worth it. We are talking about... Indiana Jones exists in the MCU, and he survived the nuclear blast because he was a Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. And this comes from mm-hmm. user Ark the Lad. And let's just dive nice. right in. But feel free to interject whenever y'all like. Okay. <laughs> I might. You shouldn't have given him permission. <laughs> <laughs> Indiana Jones was a mercenary employed by Hydra to be a guinea pig for its experimental super soldier serum and to recover ancient artifacts associated with supernatural power, particularly the crystal skull. How the timeline works. 1935 is the Temple of Dune. 1936 is Raiders of the Lost Ark. 1938 is the Last Crusade. In 1942, Red Skull obtains the Tesseract. And in 1957, we have Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Per MCU canon. What? What are you what are you talking about? I don't I don't know what Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is. It's a bit of an abomination. Um so (laughs) see another reason why this is an MCU. (laughs) So Per MCU canon, Hydra already existed by 1935 with Johann Schmidt as its leader, and so did some form of the super soldier serum. What did Hitler know about Indiana Jones? Absolutely nothing. Hydra was still a secret conspiracy among the Nazis at the time, and Jones was a nobody. However, Hitler would have received a communique from Colonel Dietrich that Dietrich had taken possession of the Ark in Cairo and was preparing to ship it to Berlin before he, his men, and the Ark all simply vanished. 
He'd also known that Colonel Vogel, having located the grail, traveled to Hattay to retrieve it before he too, along with his men, Elsa and Donovan, all mysteriously disappeared upon arrival. The two greatest artifacts of all time had been in Nazi possession and lost. Those prizes would be too great to just ignore. Of course, he's going to spend years combing the deserts for them, as Red Skull puts it. Then why did the Red Skull call them trinkets? Because being well-versed in the supernatural himself and having the after-action reports from Indiana Jones, he already knew that God wasn't going to permit Hydra or the Nazis to use them for their nefarious purposes. If he could not harness their power, they would be worthless to him. Therefore, he turned his focus to other artifacts of power that he would be able to exploit, like the Tesseract and the Crystal Skull. Mm. Proof Jones was a bad guy. Brace yourselves for this. It's going to break your heart. <laughs> One, he killed without hesitation and without remorse. It didn't matter if you were an evil Nazi, a guardian of the Holy Grail, or some native reacting, trying to protect your temple. If you got between him and his prize, be prepared to die because nothing was more important to Indiana Jones than getting what he wanted. Mm -hmm. Because it belongs in a museum. <laughs> Number two, people were always trying to kill him. Innocent people are killed all the time. However, innocent people don't always have people trying to kill them, which was a huge problem for Indy. If somebody always has people trying to murder them, maybe that person is the problem. <laughs> I'm going to use that from now on. <laughs> See, now I'm seeing the popular meme right now from Taylor Swift's new album. And the one of the songs on there is called Antihero. And the line is, it's me. Hi. I'm the problem, it's me. <laughs> so it's Indiana Jones. He's the yep. problem. Okay, number three. Mm. Jones is a grave robber. He worked in a very specific niche, hunting down objects associated with the supernatural. Yet in classic villain fashion, he nearly always ended up empty-handed by the end of his caper. Number four. Association with him put your life in great danger. Number five. People killed while working with slash for Indiana Jones. Wuhan, Baranka, Satipo, Elsa, Donovan, and Mac. Number six. People almost killed while working with slash for Indiana Jones. Short Round, Willie, Jock, Marion, Sala mm. and his kids, Captain Katanga mm. and his crew, Marcus. Henry Jones Sr., Oxley, and Mutt. Number seven, other blatant signs he was a bad guy. He had zero interest in helping the Indian village until he heard they had lost a magic rock. A raider. <laughs> it's not out of the good of his heart. <laughs> In Raiders, Belloc straight up told Jones to his face that they were the same, and he didn't deny it. In The Last Crusade, Marcus literally had to remind Jones he was there in Venice to find his dad, who had been kidnapped, not to hook up with Elsa. Mm -hmm. In Crystal Skull, Marion told him he always left a trail of human wreckage in his wake, and he didn't deny that either. What a garbage human being. <laughs> I mean... When you look at it that way, wow. <laughs> yeah. Now we have... I'm still not convinced. 
Let's move on to the section titled Proof He Worked for Hydra. He was garbage as an archaeologist. He missed classes, didn't grade papers, didn't publish anything, and his method of field work was best summarized as smash and grab. Mm-hmm. The big score always eluded him. Lao Che took Nurhachi's ashes from him and then took the diamond. Belloc took the idol from him, while the U.S. government took the ark from him. He lost the grail and the crystal skull. Yet somehow he still found ways to finance multiple trips around the world for his next heist. And a huge mansion he barely spent any time in. He had to pay for it somehow, and his salary as a professor wasn't going to cut it. Somebody had to have paid for it all. Hydra did. Obviously. He had ties to secret societies like Hydra through at least two people. In the last crusade, his dad and his handler Marcus are shown doing their fraternity's super secret singing handshake inside the tank. Yes, are you? Oh, I'm so excited. I get to do this for you. I knew you would be. I love this. My brother and I used to do this together, actually. So Henry starts it out as that genius of the restoration. And Marcus responds with, ate our own resuscitation. And. <laughs> Clearly, some kind of secret society ubermensch gobbledygook. Yes, Marcus was his handler. Oh, R.I.P. All special yeah. agents have a handler, and Marcus was his. Who did we see Jones report to over and over again? Marcus Brody, the same guy who signed the checks that kept him rolling in all that sweet adventuring money. The same guy who also brokered a deal with the U.S. government and got them to fund a mission to find the Ark which, in happy coincidence, would be on Hydra's wish list. We only ever saw Jones successfully pull off one score, and who did he give it to? Marcus was given the cross of Coronado for the museum. Oh, but Marcus was a bumbling idiot who got lost in his own museum, you say? That same idiot was the curator of the National Museum and a dean at Marshall College. He had ties to the intelligence agencies in Friends in High Places. After the fall of the Nazis, Hydra transitioned into S.H.I.E.L.D. Now, at first, they would have been limited in power and scope, but as S.H.I.E.L.D. grew, they were able to infiltrate other centers of power. Lo and behold, what do we learn in 1957 about Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull? That this failed archaeologist slash grave-robbing nobody somehow snagged work with both the CIA and MI6 and was even part of the team that investigated the UFO crash at Roswell. Next section. Proof, he was a super soldier. He had super strength. The Red Skull was the first true super soldier, but he wouldn't have been the first recipient of the super soldier serum from Dr. Erskine. There would have been earlier versions, weaker ones tested on others. Jones received one of the earlier versions. That's how he managed to cling to the outside of a submarine for hundreds of miles as it traveled from Egypt to the Nazi secret Mediterranean (laughs) naval base. It's how he managed to stop a runaway minecart with his foot. Mm-hmm. It's how he often injured, sometimes using only his fists, and well into his 50s was able to kill elite Nazis and commies, destroy tanks, and survive hits and falls that would have killed normal people. Mm-hmm. He had super speed. He outran a giant boulder rushing down from an incline while dodging obstacles and on an even ground, which is reminiscent of how Captain America jumped out of a speeding car and managed to outrun it as it barreled down after him in Civil War. Mm -hmm. He was immune to radiation. The refrigerator didn't save him. The serum did. (laughs) 
Cap took the serum, got blasted by Vita radiation, and survived. Banner was working on reverse engineering the serum, got blasted with gamma radiation, and survived. Jones got an early version of the serum, got blasted by nuclear radiation, and survived. Mm-hmm. He had military training. He was well-versed in hand-to-hand combat, knew how to use a variety of firearms from pistols to a bazooka, and could fly a plane. Yep. Proof, he was the prototype for Hydra's Winter Soldier program. When Bucky was explaining the Winter Soldier program to Cap, he told him that they had more kills than anyone in Hydra. They spoke 30 languages, could hide in plain sight, and were able to bring down a country overnight. How does Jones stack up? (laughs) Homicidal maniac? Check. During World War II, he practically killed as many Nazis as the entire French army did. (laughs) He killed more Indian cultists and Soviet soldiers than the French ever did, too. Multilingual? Check. Based on the movies, he could speak and or read the following. Mayan, Kohima, Kecha, German, English, Latin, Greek, Sanskrit, Hindi, and Chinese. Master of Disguise? Check. He fooled the Nazis in Egypt by dressing like a digger. (laughs) He roamed a Nazi naval base with no problem disguised as a soldier. Mm -hmm. He walked around a book-burning parade freely for a meet-and-greet with Hitler in Berlin dressed as a Nazi. He convinced the people on a blimp who saw he was a passenger that he was actually a ticket taker. (laughs) No ticket. No ticket. (laughs) (laughs) They all start waving their tickets in the air. (laughs) (laughs) He attempted to pass himself off as a Scottish lord. One man wrecking crew? Check. He managed to destroy the following locales more or less by himself within a day of arriving. The Temple of the Golden Idol, Marion's Bar, the Ark's resting place and Nazi base above it, Castle Brunwald, the Knight's Tomb under the Venetian Library, the Grail Temple in Hattay, the Temple of Akator, proof he'd always been after the Crystal Skull. He spent most of his time in South America. In Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, he explained he and his friend Oxley had been interested in the Crystal Skull since college. In Raiders, we find him somewhere in South America in the temple of a giant-headed skull-looking idol not unlike the actual Crystal Skull. He then ended up in New Mexico investigating the Roswell UFO incident, which is connected to the Crystal Skull. The Russians abducted him from Mexico, probably doing something related to the Crystal Skull. (laughs) He admitted to Mutt that he almost died looking for it in other adventures. He then located the skull in Peru before making his way to Akator in Brazil. Tying up loose ends. Why did Jones agree to help the U.S. get the Ark? Because he and Marcus were playing a dangerous game in order to double their payday. They were already being funded by Hydra to find things like the Ark. Now they were being bankrolled by the U.S. government too. That's why before taking the job, he was very eager to have an agreement in place that the museum... Hydra got the Ark after he found it. But Red Skull died in the 40s. Why would Jones still be after the Crystal Skull? Hydra still existed and would have been still interested in the Crystal Skull as evidenced by continuing to work with the Tesseract through S.H.I.E.L.D., its continued work with the Super Soldier Serum, Baron Von Strucker's work with the Mind Stone, as well as its interest in Iron Man technology and PIM particles. If he was a Winter Soldier, then why were the Russians trying to kill him? 
because they weren't secret Hydra commies. They were plain vanilla commies. <laughs> he achieved his mercenary ambitions. Per his own words to Willie in short round, Indy's goals were always fortune and glory. By the twilight of his career, he ended up a decorated war hero with a high-paying job in college administration. Fortune and glory. Dun, 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 dun. Thank you for sticking with me hmm. through that. <laughs> that is very inventive. Mm -hmm. uh, so one way bravo, of it. bravo <laughs> to Ark the Lad. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, the detail here. The planning that, that went into mm -hmm. writing this. This was not just a mm -hmm. slapdash, hey, I have this idea. Like this this took some have... thorough investigation. Yeah, this person yeah. also posted links to uh previous pieces that are are similar uh like Sweet, we're gonna yeah. have to do some more of their theories. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> if they're good. We'll see. Mm -hmm. All right. So initial knee jerk reactions. What are you thinking? How are you feeling? I don't I know what Michael's thinking. Uh, me? Who? Uh, I I think it's entertaining. And I'm imagining uh, Indiana Jones as a uh, winter soldier partnering with Bucky, uh, doing things. <laughs> uh, I don't have many things to say that I don't want to say in my or that I'm saving you know what I'm trying to say I have things to for say when you rate. for when I rate it yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. that's okay. mostly how I am too but I will say <laughs> to give this person credit they like you said they did a lot of research and provided a lot of what you can call evidence <laughs> and I, I want to give them credit for that. I appreciate that they put in the hard work for the theory. It's, it's one of those th things that, you know, they have really valid points about the character of Indiana Jones that you don't think about in this context of, yeah, he was, did some really bad things mm -hmm. um, yeah. that people shouldn't be able to get away with. But we, we, we position it as, oh, he's just being a hero, which, I mean... I mean, modern day, if you're not Batman or, like, those kinds of heroes, a lot of Marvel heroes have no problems blowing up people and killing them and stuff. And Yeah, um, there there were quite a few things on the list that I had to roll my eyes about because <laughs> it felt like this person was just trying to find stuff that they could make Indiana seem like a bad guy. Oh yeah, they exactly that's exactly what they were doing. It was just So that worked yeah. for their theory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, well let's move on to our highlighted comments here. Okay. Yeah. From AMK972, there are only two things for me to point out. Indiana got the gold idol shortly after he lost it. It happens outside of the movies. He didn't hang on to the submarine. He tied his whip to it and then to himself. It dragged him there essentially. Which still... Mm -hmm. Wouldn't it go underwater? That's what I was thinking. But if even if it didn't, having something like tied around you and having mm -hmm. to like brace against that for miles and miles, that mm -hmm. would still take a lot of strength. Um, oh, one thing they forgot, he got smashed in the face or in the chin with a mirror that would have like 
<laughs> broken someone's jaw, but it didn't break him because he's yeah. a winter soldier. <laughs> Uh, this commenter has one more line. They said, there's probably more, but that's what I remember from the Indiana Jones Encyclopedia. It was a neat read, though. Good job. This person has an encyclopedia <laughs> of Indiana Jones. <laughs> that makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> Did not even know that existed. Wow. Me neither. Okay, next commenter is Bull Moose 39 What's good for General, but Bull Moose is good for the USA. That's from Little Abner. Uh, they said... You put a lot of work into this. I don't buy it, but very much thanks for great <laughs> reading for a great fan theory. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Uh, Dyslexic Draws says, nice fan theory. It's clear you did a lot of research into it. I'm surprised under the proof Jones was a bad guy point, you didn't mention his statutory assault of Marion, which is strongly implied in the dialogue of their first meeting in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Marion's line. I was a child. I was in love. It was wrong and you knew it. Jones, you knew what you were doing. You may think Marion is just being hyperbolic, but in the novelization of the film, it outright states that Marion was 15 and Jones 25 when their relationship started. Hmm. Jones had a relationship with a minor 10 years his junior, specifically his mentor's daughter. That's some bad guy behavior right there. Yeah. That's disgusting. Okay. I don't like that comment. <laughs> uh, you can't just sweep it under the rug. Okay. <laughs> Gross. Okay. So then Donut Bro says, I always thought the reason he survived the atomic blast was because he drank from the Holy Grail and that reset the clock on his health. Hmm. I didn't think that. I thought That should a be a fan theory of its own. They need yeah. to go yeah. expand on that if they can. Unless that's it. Then don't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> SM Kare, which I think is somebody we've heard from before, said, I'm not buying it for one big reason. We know that after the war, Hydra still worked for having a super soldier army, keeping a secret base in Siberia, killing Howard Stark, and creating an army of winter soldiers. In what planet is Hydra going to let one of the early super soldiers, who both know a lot about Hydra and could be used for their means, be so free? And I'm not talking about he escaped and lived under the radar for his whole life, like Bucky in Bucharest. Indy carried a very high-profile life, at least after the Temple of Doom. He was known by many U.S. government officials, and we know that Hydra was infiltrated there, too. He was a university professor in a very high-profile university, and his actions clearly would have placed him on Hydra's radar. There's simply no way Hydra would let Indy live that life and not be an agent or at least a brainwashed killing machine for them. And then thou shalt not rep <laughs> their only comment is, um, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best comment. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think that comment, like if that's their big thing about Hydra wouldn't let, why wouldn't they though? Like, I mean, obviously, they wouldn't let all of their agents be high profile. But if this one is so good at what he does, why can't he do that? So I don't think that's a very good knock against the theory. I'm not saying that the theory is believable, but that, that particular comment, if that's their big reason, then they need to rethink. There are much more, there are much bigger reasons for this theory to not be uh, real than that. 
Mm -hmm. Anyway. Yeah, that's true. Well, then, I think we need to take a break. Right, guys? Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, But before we do, I want to know which Harrison Ford character is everyone's favorite. Oh, that's easy. My favorite is Bellhop Pager from Dead Heat on a Merry-Go-Round. Nice. That's a good choice. But mine has to be Carl from the movie The Intruders. Oh, I forgot about that movie. You guys are forgetting about his most memorable role. Barnsby in Force 10 from Navarone. Oh, Barnsby. Hey, Matt. Did you know that wombats poop cubes? Nope. Never heard that before. Did you know the unicorn is the national animal of Scotland, Ken? I didn't know, nor do I care. Neil. Did you know that Liechtenstein is the only doubly landlocked country in Europe? Jeff, isn't that an American pop artist? Well, actually, it's both. If you want to learn things like that and more, join us each week on Triviality, a pub trivia-style game show podcast where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. Listen in each week to answer general knowledge trivia alongside exciting guests from around the world. And we're here, too. Join us every Tuesday for new hour-long episodes of Triviality, plus... Tons of extra theme content on everything from The Office and Lord of the Rings to science and geography. And sometimes we even do sports. Find us on all your preferred podcast apps and take part in the fun of playing bar trivia without the need to wear pants. Real mature, Jeff. Forget it, Neil. It's triviality. How would you like to challenge your little grey cells while reveling in the vintage perfection of David Suchet's Poirot? If so, then the labours of a Hercule podcast was made for you. We're taking a deep dive into every episode of this masterpiece of television and giving you the clues you need to solve the case along with Poirot himself. We present the case and you solve it. Whether you're a detective in the making... Or if you just simply want to gush over the genius and art decodence of Agatha Christie... Then subscribe now to the labors of Hercule wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so we're back and I have a bit of Harrison Ford trivia for you guys. Did you know he has a species of Central American ant? Patal Harrison Fordi and spider Calponia Harrison Fordi. Named after him in honor of his conservation work? Oh, cool. I'd love to have an animal named after me. If you could, which animal and what would the name be? Hmm. Oh, it would be definitely a goat for him because they scale mountains and Michael explains our rating scale. Ooh, and the name would be... Mike Goticus Ratsul Scale or Don. <laughs> I think you just summoned a great old one. Yeah, me. The highest rating that we have is genius. This is reserved for only the best theories, which we believe are better than the actual canon. The next step down is plausible. It's a good theory. It's believable. Unlikely is next. It's not a terrible theory, but pretty unlikely, as the name suggests. And then the last thing is preposterous. These are the theories that are just stupid. Basically, we're all dumber for having listened to them. Okay, so do y'all are y'all ready to rate? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's hear it. I think Michael should go first. <laughs> you sure you want me to go first? <laughs> Why are you saying it like that? Who, me? Or yeah. him? Uh, I'll go first. <laughs> I'll go first, unless someone else wants to. Hit it. Okay. Go ahead. All right. Uh, 
You wanted I'm, to go I'm, first, and now you're being okay. reticent about it. All right, all right. I'm, I'm going to go first. I'll go first. Okay, go ahead. All right. This is 100% <laughs> unequivocally the most preposterous theory, I think, that we have talked about. <laughs> it is absolutely dumb. <laughs> I I do not like the person that wrote this for having written this. Um, I am so tired of everybody ruining my childhood heroes. <laughs> and I thought Indy was sacred and wouldn't be touched. But now they have said some things and one commenter said something. And now I'm questioning everything about Indiana Jones. And it's just made me mad. So this is the most earned preposterous theory that anybody could have given. And that is my my thoughts on this. That's about <laughs> what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> <laughs> he, lived, he lived up to your expectations. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm not going to be as passionate as Michael. Um, and uh, I, I, I'm going to say this is pre unlikerous it's between preposterous and (laughs) unlikely Uh, so not quite preposterous but not but less than unlikely Um, just because obviously there's so many problems with it Um, but also like it's just so there are a lot of valid points to it Um, but I guess just just the whole just the basic connection any connection between what actually is valid between the MCU and um, Indiana Jones. There's nothing real there. They're just making generalizations that apply to all bad guys that or mm-hmm. good guys, especially action heroes from the 80s uh, it would apply yeah. to. So by their logic, anybody, um, you know, Snake Plissken could be a, a Winter Soldier. <laughs> um <laughs> Rambo. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's it's definitely not anywhere near. Oh no, it's preposterous. This is preposterous. This is stupid. Um, <laughs> I think maybe I, I I have a theory about this person. I think what Kingdom of the Crystal Skull did to their brain and their mind, it kind of broke them, and they have to like I have to make some sense of why this movie was so bad. And that's not and, their fault. No, it's not. <laughs> so um while they had this is a very interesting analysis of the character of Indiana Jones that I probably won't ever think about again because I don't it's a movie um this is not at all a valid theory whatsoever. Okay. Um I think I am going to have to give this as much as I don't want to. I do I would rather it be an unlikely but I do need to go with preposterous on this one. Although you did point out of uh, Ark the Lad, uh, you pointed out that, yeah, he's got some pretty horrible traits about him. Uh, in uh, Indy, I mean. Uh, I still don't see the it being very likely that there's any kind of connection to Hydra uh, and, and Indiana Jones. Uh, I don't... I just don't... I think that's very unlikely uh, to the point that it's preposterous that he would ever... Be a double agent like that, that just doesn't seem right to me. So I'm going with preposterous. Yeah, I mean, th- there there are some funny points about him being, who's surviving things that he shouldn't have and that kind of thing. But again, that's just action movies. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, even I, superhero was, movies, 
Even superhero movies for characters that don't have superpowers survive stupid things they shouldn't survive. Um, and yeah, so that's the whole the thing. The section that where they talked about how why he's a super soldier, that whole thing, mm-hmm. just in and of itself, is enough to make this a preposterous theory for me. <laughs> let alone the other things that I talked about. But it's just mm-hmm. those. Th- that was honestly the section that I had the biggest problem with, outside of them just bashing Indy's character. All right. Well, it's almost time to bring this episode to a close, everyone. Let's just uh, take a deep breath and go watch Raiders or Crusade. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't even mind watching Temple of Doom at this point. Um, yeah. And uh, watch this taste out of our mouth. And remember that this was a product of its time. And I do have to share this detail I found on Reddit. Uh, user JOZ shared that the movie Lincoln grossed over $275 million in movie theaters, which is ironic since historically Lincoln doesn't do so well in theaters. Oh, that's terrible. (laughs) That's terrible. (laughs) Oh, man. Low blow, man. According to Ark the Lad, Indiana Jones would have loved that joke. Oh. According to Ark the Lad, Lincoln was a winter soldier. Yes. No, yeah, maybe. <laughs> and uh, that's James a Wilkes sign Booth. that it's time to bring this episode okay. to its conclusion. <laughs> this has been Fan Theory Queries. I'm Laura. I'm Michael. And I'm Spencer. Subscribe to Fan Theory Queries so you don't miss out on any more fascinating fan theories. Fan Theory Queries is part of the Airwave Media Podcast Network. Visit airwavemedia.com to listen and subscribe to their other fine shows like The Projection Booth, Movie Therapy, and My History Can Beat Up Your Politics.